Blue Wire. Touchdown pass, 5-4-0 in the 5-0-4. Jackson takes it himself, look at him dart back and forth. Oh, he broke his ankles. Watson stays on his feet, throws on the run, touchdown. Watson, a magician. Mahomes winds it up, wide open as Hill. How quick was that? He's gonna go! Touchdown! Welcome to the My Sports Update Football Podcast. I am your host, Ari Marov. Loving the new intro that we have for the pod that my guy Charlie made. It is absolutely awesome. I love it. Week 17 is here, the final week of the regular season. Just 16 games left. And then it's playoff time and all the madness gets started. We had a big surprise this week with Marshawn Lynch coming back and out of retirement. He is back with the Seahawks. The Dallas Cowboys season is essentially over after last week's loss to the Eagles. The entire playoff picture is a bit messy, so we'll try to sort that out here on the pod. And much, much more coming up on the My Sports Update football podcast. Here we go. So the big news of the week came out of Seattle when the Seahawks signed Marshawn Lynch out of retirement. Beast Mode is back. Mr. Skittles is back. I'm here so I won't get fined is back. The NFL is better when Marshawn Lynch is in it. And for the most part, this is a desperation move for the Seahawks as they've lost three running backs in a span of three weeks. They've had Rashad Penny tear his ACL, Chris Carson fractured his hip, CJ Procise broke his arm, and who knows if Lynch will have much of an impact on the field. Is he in football shape or not? Who knows? But the mere presence of having Lynch in the locker room for the Seahawks may provide a major boost for them when it comes to Sunday night's game versus the San Francisco 49ers. Obviously, the hope here for Seattle is he can come in and do what C.J. Anderson did last year for the Rams when he signed and he immediately put up numbers and was a big part of the Rams getting a bye in the playoffs and eventually making the Super Bowl. Lynch is expected to play on Sunday night versus San Francisco. Obviously, the winner of that game wins the NFC West. We'll talk more about the scenarios for the NFC later on in this episode. But Marshawn Lynch is officially back. It's very exciting. He did a press conference yesterday, which lasted 12 seconds. Classic Marshawn. So um, that will be very exciting to see him on Sunday night. There's another little twist to that big game which is coming up shifting over to the Dallas Cowboys who no longer control the NFC East after last Sunday's loss to Philadelphia and looking at the big picture here with one week remaining in order to get into the playoffs they will need a win over Washington plus an Eagles loss to the Giants assuming that doesn't happen and the Cowboys get eliminated what happens after that is going to be so fascinating to watch because first of all Jason Garrett and the Cowboys will likely part ways his contract is up it's time to move on not making the playoffs obviously was a dagger for him and then from there you can see it from a mile away 
Um, the coaching search is going to be followed so closely and will get so much attention. Each interview that Dallas has and each potential candidate that surfaces, it will be get so much news. It will be such newsworthy. Um, the questions will be, will it be from the college ranks or will it be a coordinator from the NFL? Urban Meyer, Lincoln Riley, Matt Rule, Josh McDaniels, Eric Bieniemy. Where will Jerry Jones go to find his next coach? That is going to be so interesting. And from there, Dak Prescott's contract is up. Amari Cooper's contract is up. Byron Jones' contract is up. And honestly, this is exactly why Dallas failing this season is such a gut punch for Jerry Jones. They have arguably... arguably a top five or top ten player at quarterback, running back, wide receiver, center, guard, um, left tackle, linebacker, defensive line, cornerback. They have so many good players, and they they couldn't even win a division. They couldn't make the playoffs. And with a quarterback who was on a rookie deal, and now you have to pay the quarterback, figure it out. Obviously, they won't let Dak reach the open market, but... There's going to be some tough decisions that will have to be made in Dallas with Dak, with Amari. What exactly will they do there? And if you want to look even further than that, don't forget about Jamal Adams. We all know that the Cowboys tried to to trade for him um, before the trade deadline. I think they will revisit that in the offseason. So a failure season in Dallas is about to set up a very, very wild offseason for Jerry Jones and company. As for the playoff pictures with one week remaining, in the AFC, for the most part, everything is set up. There are a few scenarios we want to go through, so let's look at that. The Ravens at number one are locked in. They cannot move down. They are locked in at number one. They will have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. They will rest their starters this week versus Pittsburgh. Lamar Jackson will not play. Mark Ingram will not play. Earl Thomas will not will not play. Marshall Yonda will not play. So they are not playing their starters. That means they will have they will rest week 17. They have their bye and then they come back in three weeks for the divisional round. And obviously we will see who they play when the time comes. As for the two seed, the Patriots could lock up the two seed and get a first round bye with a win over the Miami Dolphins this week. The Kansas City Chiefs are currently sitting at the three seed. They're locked into the three seed with a win over the Chargers. They could move up to the two seed with a win over the Chargers plus a Patriots loss to the Dolphins. At the four seed, the Texans are locked in at number four. They could move up to the three seed with a win over Tennessee and a Chiefs loss to the Chargers. At number 5, the Buffalo Bills are locked in to the 5 seed. They cannot move up. They cannot move down. They are locked into the 5 seed when the playoffs come up next week. They will either travel to Houston or Kansas City. Josh Allen will start this week versus the Jets. They are not resting their starters even though the game essentially means nothing when it comes to seeding. As for the 6 seed, this is where it gets a little bit interesting. The Titans could get the 6th seed with a win over the Houston Texans. They win and they are in. 
The Pittsburgh Steelers, after losing last week to the Jets, it gets a little bit more complicated for them. They could get in with a victory over the Baltimore Ravens who are resting their starters, but they would also need a Tennessee Titans loss to the Houston Texans. And this is the fascinating part. The Oakland Raiders, the 7-8 Oakland Raiders, they can still get in and get to 6th seed, but they need some help. They would have to A, beat the Denver Broncos, and then they would also have to have Pittsburgh lose to Baltimore, the Titans would have to lose to the Texans, and then the Colts would have to beat the Jaguars. If all that happens, the Oakland Raiders would have the strength of victory over the Steelers, and they would get in with an 8-8 eight and eight record, and they would face either the Chiefs or the Texans in the wild card round. Obviously a long shot, but you can never say never in the NFL. As for the NFC, this one is a little bit more complicated than the AFC. It's not as straightforward as the AFC. Four teams are still alive for the number one seed in the NFC. It is just absolutely crazy that we have four teams still alive for the top seed. We're going to go through all of it right now. Seeds one through five right now in the NFC are all open in some shape or some some fashion. Seeds one through five, different teams could go in there. So let's break it down for you and get you up to speed. We'll start off with the San Francisco 49ers. They are currently the one seed and they could clinch that number one seed and get home field advantage throughout the playoffs with a win on Sunday night over the Seattle Seahawks. If the 49ers lose to the Seahawks, they would drop down to the five seed. The Packers are currently sitting at the number two seed. They could end up at one, two, or three by the end of Sunday. How do they end up at one? They would end up at one with a win over the Detroit Lions plus a Seahawks win over San Francisco. So two things have to happen there. They would stay at the two seed with a win over Detroit and a 49ers win over Seattle. The Packers could also stay at the two seed with a win over Detroit plus a Saints loss to the Carolina Panthers. The Packers would slide down to the three seed if they were to lose to the Detroit Lions and then the Saints beat the Panthers. So one, two, or three for Green Bay, they are guaranteed a first round bye with a win over the Detroit Lions. The number three seed is currently with the New Orleans Saints. And just like the Packers, the Saints could end up at one, two, or three by the end of Sunday. To get to the number one seed, the Saints would have to beat the Carolina Panthers and then they would also have to have the Packers losing to Detroit. And they would also have to have the Seahawks beating the 49ers. So three things have to happen there for the Saints to move up to one. There are two scenarios where the Saints could move up to the two seed and get a first round bye. If the Packers beat the Lions and the Seahawks beat the 49ers, then the Saints would get the two seed even if they were to lose to the Carolina Panthers. The Saints can also get the two seed with a win over Carolina plus a Packers loss to Detroit and a 49ers win over Seattle. 
over to the four seed and this one is pretty simple the eagles get the four seed if they beat the giants or if the cowboys lose to the redskins the cowboys could get the four seed if they beat the redskins and the eagles lose to the giants that is for the four seed no moving up or down over there at the five seed there's a lot going on over here the seahawks currently have the five seed but they could go anywhere from one two three or five for the seahawks to get the one seed they would have to beat the 49ers on Sunday night plus would have to have two upsets happen they would have to have the Panthers beat the Saints and the Lions would have to beat the Packers that is highly unlikely but that is how the Seahawks get to the one seed for the Seahawks to get the two seed they would have to beat the 49ers on Sunday night they would have to hope for a Lions win over the Packers and a Saints win over the Panthers so again they would be hoping for an upset for the Seahawks to land in the three seed, they would have to, once again, beat the 49ers on Sunday night. The Packers would have to beat the Detroit Lions. And then the Saints game would have no impact at all because of the tiebreaker from earlier in the season when Teddy Bridgewater came into Seattle and beat the Seahawks. That is the tiebreaker over there. That could end up being the difference between the Seahawks having a first round bye and not having a first round bye. As for the sixth seed, this is the most straightforward one. The Minnesota Vikings are locked in at number six. They can move up. They obviously cannot move down. They have not made a decision yet on if they will rest their starters this week versus the Chicago Bears. We'll see if they do that as they are coming off a short week. They played on Monday night and lost to the Packers at home. We'll see if they rest Kirk Cousins and the rest of their starters. That is the NFC and AFC playoff picture with one week remaining. Obviously, the NFC is much more complicated than the AFC, but uh, that is how it looks with one week remaining. Some other things here to watch in week 17. I spoke about last week the coaches who are on the hot seat and coaching for their jobs. We talked about Pat Shermer with the Giants, Freddie Kitchens with the Browns, Doug Marone with the Jaguars, Dan Quinn with the Falcons, and obviously Jason Garrett with the Dallas Cowboys. We also talked about Tom Coughlin, the executive vice president in Jacksonville. We said his job is in jeopardy, and the very next day after the podcast, he was fired by the Jaguars. So come Saturday night and Sunday morning of this week later on, there is going to be a bunch of reports on who is actually safe and who, which coaches are actually coaching for their jobs and are actually coaching their final games on Sunday. There used to be a Black Monday in the NFL. That no longer really exists. Teams already have made their decisions, and it's all going to come down this week. We'll know a lot of it on Saturday night. We'll know more on Sunday morning, and then everything is going to come down on Sunday night, and then a little bit more on Monday morning as well. Also something to watch, something that I'll be watching at least this week, it is Chandler Jones, the Cardinals pass rusher, who doesn't get any recognition at all by the national media. He needs four more sacks on Sunday versus the LA Rams to break Michael Strahan's sack record of 22 and a half for a single season. 
Jones currently has 19 on the season. He had four last week versus the Seahawks. He's now had five consecutive seasons with double-digit sacks. Stephon Gilmore is probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year, but Chandler Jones should also get some recognition as well for that award. Also this week, this could end up being the final game for Phillip Rivers as a Charger. The season has not gone as planned for the Chargers. We all talked about them as a playoff team, a dark horse Super Bowl team before the season began and everything has been a major disaster. He is set to be a free agent after the season is over. The Chargers and Rivers have not had any serious extension talks. And with all that being said, the Chargers also are set to have a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. They're moving to a new stadium. This could very well be the final start for the Phillip Rivers as a Charger. We've all talked about Eli Manning and his final days as a New York Giant and how his career is coming to an end. The could be happening to Rivers on Sunday. And lastly, one more thing that we talked about last week, and that is the NFL draft order. It had a major shakeup last week after the Giants won and the Dolphins won in week 16. The Giants went from having the number two overall pick to the number four overall pick. The Dolphins won from three to five. The Redskins moved from four to two. So as of right now, the Bengals are locked in at number one. They have clinched the number one overall pick. They are officially on the clock. The Redskins are at two, and they could clinch the number two overall pick by losing to the Cowboys on Sunday. The Lions are at three. The Giants are at four, and the Dolphins are at five. Is it too early to say that Joe Burr is going to the Bengals and Chase Young is going to the Redskins? I don't know if it's too early to say that. Um, I think that is what everyone believes is going to happen. But obviously the draft is in April. We'll have one more week here remaining in the NFL. We'll see exactly how the NFL draft order pans out for the non-playoff teams. Obviously you could expect me to tweet it out after all the games are done with on Sunday. That wraps up this week's My Sports Update football podcast. This is it. The final week of the regular season is here for 20 teams. Their seasons will be officially over. For some, they're going to be happy that it's over. For others, there will be some heartbreak and disappointment. The wild card round is next week. The coaching searches will be in full force. Players will be declaring for the draft. And much more is going to be happening in the NFL. It is always, always busy. As always, one final reminder before I sign off. You can find the My Sports Update football podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Keep up to date with everything in the NFL with the My Sports Update Twitter timeline. I am your host, Ari Mayrov. I'll be back with a new episode next week. Happy holidays. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy Week 17.